Hi, everybody. Welcome to another bi-weekly episode of our Women of Influence podcast. In a few minutes, we'll be sharing a sampling of my conversation with Lisa Cordes, CEO of the United Way of Central Ohio. Our full interview with Lisa will air next week, but for now, we wanted to share her take on the importance of higher education in a world that has started to increasingly argue against it. But first, as always, a few thoughts on the news of the week, at least as it pertains to women in business. I'm recording this podcast the day after Super Tuesday, a day that brought a somewhat surprising flurry of victories for former Vice President Joe Biden and, as mean girls would put it, none for Elizabeth Warren. This is tough for me to talk about, both because of my status as a journalist and, believe it or not, a person who considers themselves truly politically independent. That makes me uncomfortable openly espousing political opinions. But I'm not going to talk about policy right now. I'm going to talk about women in leadership and the way it feels to see an extremely competent, brilliant woman fail to win a single primary to date, while the 38-year-old male mayor of South Bend, Indiana, can at least always tout his status as winner of the 2020 Iowa caucus. I'm going to talk about how every woman around my age who I've talked to about the election has described themselves as a Warren supporter, as have many of the women I follow on Twitter. On the one hand, maybe that underscores the bubble that I live in on the unreality of the Twitter sphere. But on the other hand, it also reflects a generation of women clamoring to see themselves in the White House who recognize a competency that, for whatever reason, hasn't caught on with the broader public. I'm going to talk about how I recognize there's a flaw in the argument that Warren was undercut by misogyny, given that the Democratic Party did nominate a woman for president four years ago. But I'm also going to talk about how, barring all other thoughts on Hillary Clinton, and I have many, it also felt a little sad to me that the best way an ambitious woman could make it to the doorstep of power was to marry an equally ambitious man who could get there first and then not even get to cross the threshold herself. I'm going to talk about the question that's been on my mind since this primary season began in earnest, and we heard differing versions of that Bernie Warren conversation about whether or not a woman could possibly win in the general election, and conversations abounded about whether that question's very existence itself was sexist. And I'm going to talk about the question that Warren's primary performance thus far leaves me with, and I'm sure many other women, even as we recognize that a person should not be elected based on identity politics alone. Will there ever be a female president of the United States? And here's what I'm going to say about it. I hope so. I still hope so. But what will it take if a highly qualified, well-prepared, clearly intelligent woman failed to garner national attention? For now, I don't quite know the answer. In the meantime, I'll keep using this podcast to chat with women who have crossed the threshold into power, leading some of the most important businesses and organizations in central Ohio. On that note, here's a sampling of my conversation with one of them, the United Way's Lisa Cordes. I tend to leave these interviews with this. It's just, what's your, your number one piece of advice you'd like to, to give to young women early in their careers, something you think they should remember that will help them as they try to maybe follow in your footsteps and become a CEO yeah. one day? Well, we are we have a culture right now in our community that's starting to devalue, or there's talk or trends around devaluing education. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I see it in my own my youngest daughter and her, she's 22 in that age range, like, why would I want a four-year degree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's lots of reasons why you want a four-year degree. And, and if you're, if you're capable of having one and you can afford a way to do it and do it affordably, and there are lots of ways to do it affordably, um, you know, starting at Columbus State and going to your somewhere else, there's lots, there are lots of options in Franklin County, as an example, if you have a four-year degree, you 
there's only something like 3% of us in that case are living in poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's the four-year degree that differentiates mm-hmm. that. And to think that it, it could be in decades from now that people don't have degrees and they have certificates and badges. and But to think that that's your ticket today, I think, would be a, is a big mistake. And I believe what's differentiated me in my career um, is my education. And I never, you know, my husband said to me, it's because it's hard to get it, right? No one can ever take it away from you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they can take away your job. And you can, a spouse can divorce you. A partner can divorce you. Lots of things can be taken away from you. But the this education that is all yours that you've earned, and no one can take it away. And so committed to being, to edu- to being educated and a commitment to continuing to stay relevant through certificates and training, I think differentiates women. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to school? Undergrad? undergrad, Syracuse. Okay, and then you have an advanced degree. I have a master's degree from West Virginia University and a PhD from Akron. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. awesome. Yep. And, so, and what did you study in undergrad? Political science, because I grew up in Washington, D.C., and that's what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any better. I probably would have done it differently. But. And then what is your PhD? In? I'm a counseling psychologist. Oh, okay. How do you feel like you use that in your... Oh, I use it all the time. Uh-huh. And when I, in my training, so I you know, would be one-on-one therapy, and, and I was always interested in what the person was talking about, but I was more interested in the systems. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you see one more child is being abused, you think, what is going on in society? And I wanted to be more a part of those larger conversations about how do we have change on a larger level rather than an individual level. Mm-hmm. But it's also a career that will allow me um, in the future if I wanted to teach or have a private practice, I could. Mm-hmm. So it's also given me a lot of flexibility. <laughs>